de, de, de Colores Radio. De, de, de Colores Radio. Hi, hello, bienvenidos, welcome to De Colores Radio. This is episode 74. Yippee! How's it going, everyone? Fucking drunk. Oh my God. That's one way to start the episode. Shit. I did Sorry, not Mom. see that coming. Um, as always, thank you all so. Oh my God. Thank you all so much for listening. I'm your host, Eva Arreguin, and with me is my good old pal. Raphael Tamayo. What the fuck is good, world? You're really drunk. I am. Wow, we've only been drinking whiskey for two hours. Um, how are you? I'm lit. Okay. Um, anything else? How are you? <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> this is weird. I'm I'm actually feeling pretty good. Uh, can't complain too much. We're here. We're doing it. So I am grateful. Um, but Rafa, I don't know if you've heard that uh, Mercury. Is back in reggaeton. Oh, I am well aware. <laughs> <laughs> did you, really, you really did know. I had no damn clue. Oh. <laughs> well, anyways, Mercury. Ain't it always in It really is. Rigatoni? It spends a lot of time in rigatoni, but it's doing its perreo, and it's just shitting all over us, yeah. and here we are. Um, anyways, how are things? I feel like we haven't talked much, and there's a lot of emotions in the air. Um, we need a heart-to-heart. Okay. What are you going through? Ugh. What's your internal temperature? That's nobody says that during sex, Rafa. They do. No, they don't. Well, no, they don't. Okay. Thank you. I want to give our listeners an insight into our personal energy, into how we are feeling right now, into the reality of our existence. That's right. We're translating our feelings in the best way we know how. Memes. It's time for me mood. So I said this earlier, and I'm I'm going to retweet this and repost it on Instagram and wow, straight I'm flex. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. But I had a few people tell me over the last week or so, they were like, I'd be real mad because you talk about your meme mood. You've had people tell you that? And then y'all react to it, but we don't know what the hell you're talking about. I agree. So I will start sharing it. Um, like you said you would two episodes Like I said ago. I would. I couldn't share the last one because there's some uh, some family to follow me on. That, they're fine. And, well, all right, cool. <laughs> so <clears throat> this past weekend was NBA All-Star Weekend. And so at the celebrity game, Common is going up for a layup, which is a uh, – he knew better. He knew running up. Did he know better? Cause, yes, because look, Quavo – look. And Quavo's known for being good. Yes. Every year. And so Quavo like swats it out oh, of existence. So he like sad. blocks it, blocks Common's layup. But the funniest part was the caption that Dark Paul Gosseler. <laughs> I like his jerseys. With it. Those are nice. He said, "Get that real hip hop bullshit out of here." <laughs> That's funny. That's me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Kind so, of, it kind of is me, huh? Shit. I mean, it kind of is me too. I mean, I, I, you know me, but yeah, that's it's fair. funny. I I like messing with the old hip hop heads that complain about and newer hip hop. And that's a lot of your uh, generation. Yes, and I'm like, what the fuck do you think you sounded like when people were talking shit to you? Yeah. Nope. They don't get that. Doesn't go that yeah. far. 
Um, but. so I want to give a special honorary <laughs> me moom. Sh- wow. Boondy me Shit. Y'all take What's in that cup away. though? What's in that cup? Oh, uh, we'll have our, our friend here tell us a little more about what we're drinking here shortly. But I want to give a special shout out to Rosa and the cinematic universe that she's created via TikTok. Lots of Latinx representation happening there. We've got characters, Marlene. Is the other guy's name Diego or something? There's a whole... Her boyfriend. Is she the new villain? Yes, there's a villain character now. And I just want to give a special shout out because I can't wait to see what happens with Rosa. And I would like to bring Rosa to Dallas. Um, Ray O.K. Yes, a shout out. Shout out to Adam Ray O.K. And then, I don't know why. <laughs> this is my me mood, but... um. I just wanted to shout out the lovely Parasite director, Bong Joon-ho, for making his Oscars kiss. Because I thought that was funny and cute. <laughs> and I thought it was a good mood. Because he was like, I'm a winner. And he made them kiss. Which is exactly what you do with doll-like figures. Um, so that was my me mood for this week. Um, last episode, we were still getting back in the groove of things. And today, we're jumping right back to it we mentioned working off of themes of love and with march right around the corner more specifically i decided i wanted to highlight some incredible women and femmes over the next several weeks so um as you might have noticed uh women of color continuously shift culture and rarely get credit for it um however before we dive into highlighting these women I figured it would be important to actually address race more in-depthly because we discuss it constantly here. Um, And I often encounter, and I'm sure everybody in the room does, um, that we don't actually have a really in-depth understanding of what these terminologies mean in addressing race and white supremacy and power dynamics And so I brought in some friends that you might recognize to help me discuss these things. Um, So I'm welcoming our good friend, Maria, who will be here to discuss uh, something very specific here soon. And then our other dear friend, Chicago's one and only, (laughs) Jerry Hawkins. Oh, my God. So we're welcoming welcoming them back to the show. Thank you both for being here with us. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> damn. <laughs> um, but before we have that discussion, we're going to jump into the juice. We need that tea, the hot gossip, el juguito. This is the juice where we discuss the latest gossip on pop culture, politics, news, and more. Jerry, do you mind telling us what we're drinking today that has us already Acting a fool. Yes, we are drinking Uncle Nearest. The first whiskey actually named after a black man. Okay. But Uncle Nearest um, actually taught Jack Daniels how to make whiskey. SMH. He was the first head distiller for Jack Daniels. In what And year? obviously made Jack Daniels a fortune. He was a former uh, enslaved person. 1856 and it's on the name of the bottle and now there's an uncle nearest whiskey um owned by the first black woman who owns a a whiskey um and that's what we are drinking i think it means a lot it tells obviously a story that you know uh people of color we create all this shit and people be stealing (laughs) 
Um, they sure but yeah, do. Uncle Nearest, go get it. It's owned by a black woman. Only whiskey owned by a black woman. That's cool. Um, and only whiskey named after a black man. Hello. Know? Cheers. Uncle Nathan Nearest Green. Thank you for bringing Shout it. Shout out to Uncle Nearest. Uncle Nearest. Shout out Uncle Nearest. So if, when you're drinking Jack Daniels, that's also Uncle Nearest. If you'd like to support a black woman owned whiskey, now you know where to go. That's right. So thank you for bringing that. That is Nashville, our special. Tennessee. Our special spicy, juicy juice today. Um, yikes. Wow. Okay. Um, so here we go. We always start with the really, 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 really rough news. Um, I feel like we've touched on it a little bit. Um, and I think maybe in the next few episodes we'll be really, we'll be able to discuss it even more because I think this, um, this has been happening for a really long time. And it was just one of those stats that I, I feel like I'd heard about via a lot of these platforms. But there's a, a serious femicide happening in Mexico. And so rioting is occurring, as it should. Um, obviously, the government was complaining about what was happening to property as opposed to what was happening um, to women who were being murdered. Um, I don't know if anybody else knows anything they want to add or has any thoughts it's really about this particular murder yes so there was yeah go ahead she was killed by her partner right her yes. a lot of them are killed by their partners um yeah there was recently, recently a, child. a child a seven-year-old mm -hmm. as well could you expand on what a feminicide femicide so femicide. the, kill the yes. killing of women because of their gender mm. um so it says here um there was a gruesome slaying last weekend of Ingrid Escamilla, who was 25, which is terrifying because that's my age. And her partner was 46. Fuck. Just um, putting a little perspective yes, on that. Yes, no, thank you. We need that. Um, and so it says it set off a firestorm of protests following the publication of forensic photographs of her mutilated body that were leaked to the media. And in Mexico, only one of 10 homicides result in a guilty verdict. Wow. One in 10 homicides of women result in a guilty verdict yeah so this is huge in latin america in general um it says of the thirty-five thousand five hundred fifty-eight homicides recorded in mexico last year um three thousand eight hundred twenty-five of the victims were female a total of 1006 killings were officially classified as femicides um which includes lots of triggering things um so yeah it's a lot. And that's been something that's been discussed for a long time. And the rioting obviously um, brought a different light to it recently. So I feel like this is going to continue and grow bigger. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure we can discuss it more in the next episodes. But I didn't want to ignore that um, because it is a serious issue. And I saw some other conversations where, of course, men were comparing their death rates. And it's like, no, but y'all aren't dying because of your gender. You're dying because of other bullshit. Mm -hmm. So, um yeah, I just wanted to cover that a little bit. With that said, um, this was interesting news to me. What? Ah! I said it. I said with that said. How sad. Okay, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. So it is true. Okay. So first, I saw this last night. Apparently, Jeff Bezos has committed to donating... $10 billion to climate change. 
And it was funny because the WFAA tweeted it and it was like, world's richest man commits to donating to climate change. I was like, damn, are y'all being shady? What is this? Um, (laughs) It just sounded funny. And so obviously the only reason he's doing that is because of public pressure. I don't know if y'all realize, I feel like he was doing a lot of public appearances recently. He was at the Super Bowl. He was at the Grammys and a lot of the jokes in the writing were about him being so rich. And so part of me is like, I think it is a public shame thing because Mm. people were like, what the fuck are you doing? You have all this money. We all know Amazon treats their people like shit. And now all of a sudden he's granting money um, to people for climate change purposes. Um, So yeah, any thoughts on that? And then in breaking news, in addition, apparently Jay-Z is making the NFL donate a hundred million to criminal justice. Um, And that is breaking news that I saw on Miss Tina Lawson's account first which is Beyonce's mom. And so I was asking the crew here, like, have y'all heard anything about this? Is this real? And like nothing had popped up. And then I guess Rafa just looked here five seconds ago and it is true. So what are y'all's thoughts? This is interesting. All these entities donating money to these things that they help cause. Hmm. My thoughts. (laughs) Jeff Bezos Bezos and Jay-Z are both capitalists. What's a capitalist? A capitalist is a person who believes in the free market economy, um, and they believe in wealth being concentrated in the f- hands of a few. Mm-hmm. Um, the few being? The few being the privilege, the one uh, mostly percent. white. The rich. One percent um, rich. Um, you know, Jay-Z is obviously um, an exception, um, one of the few black billionaires. And I'm saying few, like just, you can count them on your hand right. type shit. right. Um, so yeah, but they also believe in exploitation of labor, um, because no billionaire, um, and this is the worst thing I ever hear is, you know, he made his own money. I got there without blood on their hands. There's no billionaire who made a billion dollars by themselves. That doesn't happen. You have to exploit people. You have to do all kind of crazy things to get a billion dollars. So yeah, we talked a little bit, we mentioned it at least last episode with Mace and, uh, Diddy. Oh, yeah. And how he kind of like blasted him for that. I don't know. I didn't hear anything else after that. I don't know if they came to some kind of resolve for that. Diddy might have seen some sent some booty goals like Ray J said to, to Mace Crib. You know? you know how Diddy do. Diddy is not a, he's not a, he's not playing with y'all. He smacked up Drake. You feel but like? it's the same kind of thing, right? And so I actually appreciated one of your programs, I guess a month or two ago. Oh, yeah. Where they, Racial brought wealth in, gap. Yeah. And so they talked, talked about how black capitalism has been used as a tactic with even like Republican presidents president. to really. Democratic too. No, both. But like, you know, I thought it was surprising, I guess, from the Republican perspective. Oh, yeah. Nixon. He was, that's how they pushed it. He got to elected get them. and got a lot of black vote by yes. talking about black capitalism. We're going to make sure that black people, uh, you know, get this money. I thought that was when so the whole game is rigged, you know. I need to read her book. What was her name? Uh, uh, Professor um, Mersa uh, Bardarn, which is uh, her book is called The Color of Money about black banks and the racial wealth. Gap. It was super interesting. Oh, she is so interesting. The book is interesting. She's a law professor that focuses on banking, but she did this total history about um, how you know since slavery and since. Reconstruction, um, the government has kind of played with mm-hmm. the black community with this um, banking system. Right. Um, and that it has obviously exploited the black community. In 18, I think it's, she said 1860, the wealth was 
uh, 0.5% um, in the black community now, which is 1% mm, into 2020. Wow. So it's only moved up 0.5%. Yeah. I think that's, I, I, I really need to read the book, but I find it so fascinating because all of us are obsessed with capitalism. Like as soon as you're born here, and that's all we go after is like getting rich. And, and that's the world a lot is of too. the whole world is. But I guess I'm just speaking from like American perspective. No, but I'm saying the world is fascinated with American capitalism. Mm-hmm. They think it's the world of oppor- it's the mm-hmm. place of opportunity. Right. You, right. you can the American you know, the dream, American dream, dream that yeah. you sell so well. Yeah, no, absolutely. The most, one of the most effective illusions that's ever been I created. I think that's, I mean, especially for immigrants, like that's why they all, we all come here. Like it's because of this idea that's like unattainable. Um so, anybody else have anything to say about these uh, billionaires <laughs> that are suddenly committed to helping uh, change the world? I know some people are like, at least it's something. They're starting somewhere, and it's like, uh, but it's- the last thing I think is that you know people attach um, money um, and wealth to good behavior. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I was uh, on Twitter and Ro- Ross Perot died, and. Um, <laughs> The Dallas Morning News published, their headline was that self-made billionaire dies. Mm-mm. And all I posted was <laughs> no billionaire self-made. Um, that made uh, some folks in white Dallas Twitter. I don't even know what white Dallas Twitter looks like. They don't even talk. They just watch. The Ooh, streets be watching. You scary. know The streets they is watching. And she, I got an email, and the email uh, read... Jerry, I felt that your attack on Ross Perot was just like Trump when he attacked John McCain. Wow. wow. I got a Trump comparison recently, too. And I sent her, obviously, you know, because I'm a, I'm a big, like, nerd troll. So I sent her 10 articles saying billionaires are not. From JSTOR what's that website? What? <laughs> I JSTOR her. I voxed her. All of the, I sent her 10 articles saying billionaires are not. Um, you know, self-made. So, yeah. So these are some other concepts concepts that have everything to do with race and all these things we'll be discussing. That really are a huge part of why we are the way we are. Mm-hmm. Um, so switching from that topic, NBA All Star Weekend happened over the weekend. <laughs> Where was it, Evan? It was in the Windy City. <laughs> What's that? The city <laughs> Where is that? I don't know. I've never been. You know. It was in Chicago, the home of Jerry Hawkins. It was actually on the <laughs> west side of Chicago. Oh, was it? I don't know that. Out west. Out west. Get out. <laughs> he starts doing the dance. Oh, God. Um, so all you NBA, I I grew up super obsessed with it. I'm obviously not as attached to the NBA as I used to be. So, Pat, feel free to chime in. I know Pat was pulling out her phone at the fucking quinceanera watching. It was funny when they interviewed Luca, and he was he talked about the environment and being there, and he was like, yeah, you're surrounded by celebrities. Oh, and they were like, this. who were you most excited to see? And he was like, Cardi B. Yeah, and then she responded. She was like, you're... <laughs> and he was all excited. <laughs> Yeah, Pat, do you have anything to share? Which one? Pat, don't whisper, please. I'm not whispering, sorry. I'm going to be at the Kingsay watching the All-Star game. just like. I was. I literally had it out. We were scared because the band was about to... Oh, my God. Oops, I did that, I guess. It's myself. Oh, hey. You go, girl. (laughs) No, because the band was about to start playing, and and we thought we were going to go deaf. um, Damn, shade to the band. 
I mean, then they were, they were it not should, very it's loud. Okay, but anyways, um, <laughs> uh, well, NBA All Star Weekend. Um, obviously, I watch it every every year. But obviously, we had more feelings because of Kobe and his daughter. Um, I mean, I was telling Rafa that to me the only highlight was watching the slam dunk contest, and then Gordon was cheated. Fucking robbed. So I was just upset. The rest. How often are we happy with the results of the dunk contest? I mean, I've, there's been some times that I've been happy. I just remember insanity. Like, come on, for sure. Ooh, yeah, Zach, yeah. But that's Zach okay. Levine's that. Times? Yeah, that oh, was Zach's a really good. Was good. One. I remember that. That was probably the last one I watched. Actually, the the last one, the dunks that the the two of them did. Gordon's was visibly like the better one and that's why we were all upset about it because the other guy it was just like he just did a nice <clears> dunk <throat> it wasn't like I don't know it wasn't like a consistent killing, thing that was like killing it every time he was he got 50s he got yeah. perfect perfect score so it was it was rough and then all those Dwayne Wade memes oh <laughs> yeah that was good and he's like I'm not the only one that didn't give him a 10 but I was wondering why Twitter was blowing up like with all these chance jokes but I guess what happened? <laughs> it was just he performed and it wasn't that great. People got a love hate relationship with Chance. It it's wasn't really that great, I'm and just, I think they only got think him because Chicago. Reason, I mean, everything is with reason. But I, I'm just saying he got a real. It was really underwhelming. I mean, yeah, I yeah, I would agree. Um, I didn't I didn't even watch it all, but like Y'all Chance, stop acting like Chance ain't had a verse of the year on Ultra Light Beam. You he's feel had, me? I mean, he's made some good music. I think especially after this last uh, album, a lot of people really were but like, "Yeah, Bro, nobody know about this. that last album." We talk about Color and Buck. <laughs> I'm right? just saying. I'm just saying. I don't even know. I had never heard that last album. Be real honest with you. Because it became just like give it a chance, bro. Just, give it a chance. And then Bad Bunny was not talking Okay. All right, Chicago. All right, Chicago. They should have had no name. Just kidding. They should have had no name. We love her. No name. This is one thing. I love no name. I love her. I love her. I used to go to her mama bookstore downtown Chicago. I didn't know her mom had a bookstore. Well, her mom was the only black woman who owned a bookstore downtown Chicago. It was the bomb. Oh, my God. That's so cool. But this is the one thing I don't mess with no name about. I went to a concert. She'd be whispering. You can't be whispering at a uh, damn concert. Turn her mic up. But you the, sure? That was the audio. Sure? That was the audio no, at Kansas. Ken Hall's audio. Are you, are you sure it wasn't a Pat concert? Oh. oh. Wow. <laughs> but you know what? Me and No Name would be in the same concert. We're literally still be whispering now. We'd still have. We'd have she a book does. club meeting. Headliners and headliners. Have a if you ain't redlining, you ain't headlining. I need you to speak up. Jesus Christ. Um, anyways, I w- found it fascinating that basically within 24 hours, it seemed like 24 hours because I saw them calling out that they brought the white girl to do the TikTok dance. They brought dance. the white influencers for the it TikTok renegade dance. But Black Twitter got that job I thought that done, was fascinating. Yeah, they were like tweeting about it from Friday and then come Sunday. Exactly. She was there. It she was, was impressive. She was on the NBA court. You feel me? I was like, God bless yeah yeah because i kept there was that new york times article that was written about her Which not getting any amazing. credit when it was a really great piece and i retweeted it and then boom, boom, boom i was really ha- impressed also with k camp the the artist of the oh, song yeah. Yeah, that and that's kind of what helped highlight it as well yeah, that was dope so uh, yes that happened quickly and was fascinating to see and then i don't know what the white girl's name was they still was out there too they and were. they did a video with her too though I didn't mm-hmm. they? yeah <clears throat> 
Charlie something. I don't know. She don't matter. I should be on that TikTok. My little baby be on that TikTok. She sent me TikTok videos every day. Uh, the littlest baby? Yes. Oh, how funny. They love TikTok. TikTok is fascinating. I don't even know what TikTok and is. I one this week. Did you? Did I? Oh, my. I think fucking pushed a button. What, what is the difference Metro between TikTok Dino? and Vine and the other one? What's the TikTok other one? TikTok is a lot longer. You have more features, more, like, effects, lots of more things to do. Vine was literally just a six-second video, and you but just you had to the be button. clever to do that six Absolutely. seconds. It was a lot more skill, but this one, they have a lot more creativity mm-hmm. and things to play with. You get to do reactionary videos. Okay. Maria can talk a lot more to TikTok than I can because I don't even have one. I purposely do not need to be more addicted to the internet. Would they, you like to talk about TikTok, Maria? They're like under fire because they're Chinese owned and they oh. were, they knew that uh, creators of color were explicitly being left out, which is why a lot of those content creators that get credited are like white and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then videos get taken down a lot, which is why they, they start posting them on Twitter. So that's how like Marlene got on and like a lot of the Rosa videos took, took off because of oh, twitter so it's a it's an interesting space to say the least but those somali yeah. girls been killing it on they're uh, funny especially so talking ones. about the leg washing the white yeah, that's that, the, the reactionary the video those what? are so good i hate that i still think about that when i wash my legs in the shower oh. every time i'm like y'all really weren't washing your fucking legs really my mind is colonized now anyways maria um this is a very specific thing we brought you to talk about and obviously we want all your thoughts on everything else as well but we've talked about this a few different times however this woman still is gaining traction and today is what day today is february 17th 2020 aka um the beginning of early voting here in the state of texas and that goes until february 28th something like that and then and then we have the big the big date which is super tuesday and that's march 3rd so these are all important dates texans so take note of that however you have maybe been fooled bamboozled by somebody who is playing off of her name and the work she's done to really portray herself as a true advocate to the Latinx community. Tell us more, Maria. Yes. Um, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, so as you may or may not know, the uh, primary elections are happening here in the state of Texas. And we have a lot of different um, elections happening within that. And one of the big ones here is the Senate race. The two Senate seats that we have in the state of Texas are currently being held by a very strong Republican um, elected officials. Ted Cruz lo- uh, Ted Cruz just recently won against Everyone. Beto O'Rourke. Yes. And then John Cornyn uh, right now is up for re-election, and he has a lot of opponents on the board. Uh, one woman in particular who's very progressive, left-wing. Quote-unquote. Um, well, that's another one. Her name is Seema, oh, and, oh, okay. and she's you. like you know, very much out there, but, uh, she's controversial within the sphere of, uh, she was a big Donald Trump supporter. Oh, wow. And now she's kind of like turned a new leaf and has been wanting to side with a lot of leftists and a lot of different organizations. So, um, that's the story on her. And, uh, this other candidate, uh, Cristina Sinsun Ramirez, um, who is from, from Ohio. Scammer. Sorry. She, um, essentially 
wants to be that progressive candidate for a lot of different people. So uh, she kind of has this Green New Deal thing. And and it, if you look at it, it's kind of like a rubber stamp to what Justice Democrats have been doing with a lot of other yeah, folks. Like um, but she's not represented by Justice Dems at all. Um on paper, she looks great, right? Anybody who looks at it can be like, oh, she's done all this work. Um, but in reality, she's very much against a lot of the things that she's been saying. So that's... So I know we've discussed it with you on here before. You actually worked for this woman. Yeah. So you have personal experience with this woman. I do. And she typically was doing what to her employees and or organizations? So one organization that, okay, so to preface this is that she founded two organizations, which she credits a lot of her work to. Um, One of them being Workers Defense Project, which is why she claims a lot of defending workers' rights, X, Y, and Z. Uh, Not a lot of people know that she was actually kicked off of that organization (laughs) because she was a union buster. So the workers within that organization wanted to start a union. Um, And I don't know the full story on here, but I do know that she was removed from the organization. And then she later founded Jolt, you know, because sis needed a paycheck. So what better way than to start a nonprofit and hit on the old funders that you had before? And it was... Jolt is kind of this organization that, you know, I was very attracted to because it was new, it was fresh, and it was doing everything that, to me, I aligned myself with. Needless to say that that wasn't always the case, right? So to the employees, you're talking about being overworked. Uh, You're talking about last-minute events that people need to attend because at the end of the day, it's not about the work that's being done on the ground. It's about making the funders happy so that we continue to get funding. And that was made very clear to me before I resigned. Before that, uh, we had a total of 12 um, firings, so just terminations. Um, it was The turnover was really high. And actually, to speak on the high turnover, they actually have more openings because they can't keep people more than six months. And that's just very telling of the type of organization that they're running. Um, If you have supported or donated to this organization, I would highly suggest that you don't because a lot of what it it is is just that homegirl was cutting herself six-figure checks Mm. while we were getting paid absolutely nothing. The benefits were really not all there. Um, She claims to help the immigrant community a lot. And to me personally, I was affected by uh, deportation within my own family. And I try to take time off to tend to that situation. She calls me directly trying to help me. But it was more so like we need to get the media on this and we need to talk to the Democratic Party. And I said, you can take that Democratic Again, Party kind of exploiting. the situation. Exactly. It was just like she kind of sought this as an opportunity to be like, I can, if I help her out, then I would have, quote unquote, helped the immigrant community. So that to me was like a direct insult to my face. And I just sent her, you know, ways that she could have supported, but she did not. Right. Because the, the main thing is, you know, having to pay bond Funds. is not yeah. easy. Um, so a lot of what she says uh, comes out of empty words and empty promises. Uh, her policies, like I said, are very rubber stamp. She took this off of a website and made it her own. Uh, And as far as Texas politics, I don't know that she has a complete grasp to it. But there's a lot at stake for our our state. 
uh, one of them being right the immigration um, mm-hmm. and so many different things. But to me, it's just it's an insult that she would go on with this platform, claim that she has done all this work, but have not done absolutely anything. Mm-hmm. Ooh. You got something to say? No. Okay. I'm going just, to just take it all in. Appreciate that. No, I do appreciate you sharing it. And I know you've come and shared with us a couple <clears throat> of times, but I really want to continuously remind our people that like it can be your own quote unquote people that are doing the same shit to get their egos boosted. Right. Mm-hmm. And their own self um, absorbed like tactics. You know, it's just yeah. so it's so unfortunate because I was even talking to someone here at the cultural center and they were saying like, Oh, but she sounds so appealing. And me and Pat were literally having to tell her everything you've told us essentially. And then she was like, wow, she's playing the game really well. It's like, absolutely. absolutely. Mm -hmm. So we just want to remind you all, um, because if you don't know, like, and I feel like y'all have been crying this cry for a minute now. And like, it's just being overlooked and it's shitty. It's it. And it is. And as much as like we could put, factual things out there like any evidence anything we had signed non-disclosure agreements right and Mm -hmm. to me sometimes I even think about any legal repercussions about it right um but I'm at this point where I my voice is 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 way more powerful than whatever she could possibly say Mm -hmm. um and I'm I'm at a place of privilege where I I know a lot of folks in the legal spaces who I could consult with, right? Um, and it's really heartbreaking that whenever I say or I shout into this social media mm-hmm. void, right, that a lot of people will come forward and agree with me because they themselves had also um, been affected by that uh, toxic leadership that she has led. My biggest thing is um, just like research candidates and stuff um, before you go out to the polls you know that people's votes really do mean a lot and at this time we're we're fighting against some like identity politics really runs a lot of the show and it's unfortunate right because she legally changed her last name to sound more appealing to the latino community because she's half white because she's half white <laughs> and she's from ohio <laughs> and now she's in texas and you know it reminds me a lot of the whenever everybody was making fun of american dirt and they were just oh like my that's God. literally her speeches will be like my mama will tell me that <gasps> shut I- up no not mama <laughs> my mama it's like you entered in it. the kitchen <laughs> making conchas <laughs> and Tamale. chocolate oh abuelita i cannot I, yeah and i appreciate it like for sure like i know People will be like, oh, it's just a disgruntled employee who probably wasn't a great worker or whatever. And I'm and I just like have to laugh. Right. Because um, it's when you're on the other side of the playing field, then people will truly understand. But I've heard comments as, as far as like, well, I think we can overlook what she did to them and really support her. And this was coming from somebody who I had worked with. Um, very closely in the past and which is a damn shame and if you're actually in support of latinx people you should listen to them when they have their experience and not just say and it's like the white neoliberals right let's be specific they're the ones that want to overlook this thing to hopefully get something like this in office because they think that's woke to get someone like her in there um when it's a lot more in depth so we are going a little long on this yeah no but (laughs) 
really. Um, obviously, voting is important. And there's more I want to discuss there um, someday. Because I, I think I had that discussion with you, Maria, recently about that. So go use your right that people fought for. Um, and don't fucking vote for Christina since one's from Ohio. <laughs> okay? That's all I have to say on that. Um, Can I say something about voting? Sure. Yeah, I know what you're going to say, I think. And I love it. Go. Well, <laughs> um, the Voters' Rights Act has been dismantled by the Supreme Court and gave uh, states the right to choose um, their rules and regulations for voting. And Texas is now the hardest state to vote in in the country. Why um, is that, Jerry? It's a lot of reasons. One, uh, because this is a um, you know traditionally red state. Um, the GOP has a, a national strategy to reduce voter turnout because that means that um, more um, of their electorate will go out and vote for their candidates. But there, you know, Texas is right now in court for um, racist gerrymandering, which is the redrawing of maps uh, by race, um, in, in court for racist voter ID laws. Um, in court for voter suppression, in court in court for voter intimidation. Maria, aren't you a part of one of those? <laughs> yeah, voter suppression. Uh, they had the Texas Literally. purge. So yeah. Um, Dallas, in second to last municipal election, was the worst city in the country for voting for mayor. Gang gang. Country. Um. That means that 94% of registered voters didn't vote, which means it's not a people problem. It's a system problem. What? And we're still going to be one of the lowest cities in the country during this election as well. So um, voting is a, a, um, a big problem here. We need to make it very easy um, for folks to vote. There's been a few changes. Um, like you can vote anywhere um, instead of like your polling place in your community. But we need to do way more. Um, so I just want to know this. We need to stop, like, badgering people. Yeah, I've been badgered over my head as a black man for my vote. Remember Puffy had voter die. Or mm-hmm. like, that was like, a big deal. Folks have been badgering people for their vote when, you know, black and brown communities are very strong electorate. You know, black women are one of the strongest, like, voting blocks in the country. For sure. So, um Look to the white folks is what I'm saying to you. I think and thank you for bringing up that point, because that's exactly what I was hinting at, is that we so often blame the people, blame the people. Well, y'all aren't voting. Y'all aren't voting. And it is not just that. So it's like if you understand your right and your privilege to do so, do so. I also understand people that don't want to vote because they also understand how this system works. Um, So I appreciate you both sharing some of that. This is much lighter news. Um a video out of Dallas, Texas went viral on the twitter.com of a lovely stripper at the one and only ecstasy cabaret here in Dallas, Texas, um, doing a really amazing trick and then falling on her face, essentially. Um, this was interesting to see the discussion surrounding this because people were trying to talk shit for her having a GoFundMe. Her friend created the GoFundMe and she had her, was it her jaw? Yeah. Um, that was like out of place and she had to have surgery. And so obviously that was really. It was a lot more like she had, expensive. she had to get a lot of work done. So it was impressive. Like reconstructive. 
Oh my Yo. god, I'm just so impressed by you, boo, whoever you are. You kept twerking. Her name is Jania, is that right? Yeah. Um, so big fine woman with some twerking or whoever <laughs> she is. What an icon, really, truly. Jania Sky is her name. Mm-hmm. Um I I I just the video, once everybody saw it and Dallas was like, fuck, that's ecstasy. It was just like two forty one. Amazing! Yeah. Did it show, show the goal was twenty k? Yeah, it reached forty one k. So that's yeah. good. We're glad you made Paya. double. Double up. Um, this article I'm looking at right now was like, I guess the owner who is Eric Langan, um, the CEO. <laughs> I never. <laughs> I love learning these things. Yo, one of the things was that, um, well, she was on Wendy Williams' show. <laughs> And they asked, uh, Wendy had asked her, yeah, <laughs> Wendy asked her if she was getting like workers comp or something out of ecstasy. And at first that she wasn't and HR apparently had the wrong phone number for her on file and was just making excuses as to like uh. try to extend this whole situation. Um, but now she said that she's getting some money from ecstasy. Yeah. But. So that's so, what the owner said that they are going to help, but she wasn't a full-time employee. Hmm. Um, and then the owner said they did not tell her to climb that pole and have no plans to remove them. <laughs> that sounds well, so, I, that's they are going we to implement, saying. they're making them all wear harnesses and safety cables. No. If they go uh, above are you 15 feet. No. <laughs> no. That's going to be wack as hell. They're all fucking that would be covering lit. all their titties. <laughs> A fucking, to be honest, a Peter I don't Pan start. <laughs> I've been in ecstasy a couple times. I don't start throwing no money till they get on the poles. You feel me? The poles are fascinating. That pole is it's like a second, second floor. Yes. Like she basically but no, it's It would be Cirque du Soleil in there real Ooh. quick. I wonder. I I Cirque du Soleil this. could never. <laughs> could never. Could so never. I hope. I want her to like open her own fucking club now. That's my goal for her. No, well, she, but she's going to school for something, right? She's going to school for cosmetology. And she wants to be an esthetician. But she also said that. She was praying to leave that industry. So she was glad that she said it was a blessing in disguise. And she's glad to be out of that industry. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, shout out to Sky If you want to come talk to the Colores, um, I'd love to hear your story. Um, But she's done with that life. The the things that come from Dallas and go viral, like (laughs) stupid. Like, like the Leaning Tower of Dallas. <laughs> oh, my God. A building There's that did a petition not get imploded to, to leave it. it. <laughs> yes. Bruh. Dallas, oh. y'all always we acting really up shit. over dumb shit. We really can't. <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to make the city better, and it's not working. It was like the Leaning Tower of a half-demolished <laughs> building. <laughs> and someone took a picture like this. I was like, And that oh, demo right. company should be ashamed. I should be ashamed of y'all Or now they're proud of themselves because they did not do their job well, so they're getting more attention. Anyways, um, De Colores, some little podcast, was on Good Morning Texas last week. <laughs> Good morning, Texas. Um, yeah, so that happened. We Starting were... on a drumbotron, you feel me? Shit. We were awoken. No! <laughs> woke me. Woke she me. said woke me, and me and Rafa were like... 
she was very sweet. Shout out She's to Alana nice, yeah. for uh, reaching Stand out and asking us if we wanted to. The Jumbo <laughs> Shout out to the security guard that took that picture, though. We oh, wouldn't have real. had those pictures. With that yeah. Superman bill. Yes, he was very sweet. He had Dope. like several photos and he was like, here you go. Yeah, and he I'm was like, ready too. He was like, airdrop. Turn your airdrop yeah, off. He okay. was I got like, you. <laughs> Okay. I yeah. was impressed that by him. Had it together, yeah. It was a rainy day, and <laughs> they asked us to be on their poppin' podcast series. And she yeah. said she googled us, and it and we came up. And I was like, "Dope, it's working." I wow, guess. Wow, shout out SEO. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> My son is into that now. He's really into it, trying to start a business. That's good. Well, That's we fun. start with that search engine you optimization. You, you know what I'm saying? Good. Put it on the top. Be on the top. Shout out Put that website, top. Maria. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Yeah, it was fun. It was cool. It went by super fast. Okay, that's unfortunate. Um, this is the worst sex life. Every ding is the worst. Anyways, I don't know why it went so fast. Stop! Please stop! you doing that on purpose. I'm not. I'm trying to have a conversation. Thank you. Focus. Focus. <laughs> this is the worst episode. You're who making these episodes long. Um, anyways... So that was fun. We got there and we sat in a room and it was a 7-Eleven room sponsored. Green room. 7-Eleven green room. Yes, that's what it was. And then they showed us what we were going to be discussing. And then they it happened really fast. I don't have a lot of thoughts. It was a lot of fun. I actually felt really comfortable with it. Yeah. It was cool. It was nice. And it was really, I felt really, I think I'm still shocked that this thing is a thing. (laughs) <laughs> and that like people like it so anytime that kind of shit happens i'm like oh Ooh, wow shout okay, out cool. to you no to no it's been really dope though i feel really really grateful and the love that we've felt Happy has three. been nice oh yeah yeah three years ago rafa sent an email Damn. and here we are congratulations Shitty. we had drinks there. we got Woo. a uncle nearest you oh no me? i'm still good y'all oh no i'm down <laughs> oh <Sita>. shit <laughs> Hot. We can't keep up more? with Jer Bears. <laughs> Cheers, y'all. Congrats. Thanks, Cheers. thanks, thanks. Cheers, water. Hey. Cheers, water. <laughs> water. Water. Anyways, it was really dope. It was fun. Shout out to everybody that watched it. And I it made me feel kind of cool. I'm not going to lie. There was uh, The next day I met a lady and she's like, I know you from somewhere. And I was like, no, you don't. And she was so sweet. And I was like, oh, I was at Next Fest. Like I was naming all, I was like, oh, I was at TRHT last year. Like I was naming all these Uh-oh. little. Flex on them, go flex no, on them. But it Where wasn't... else were you? Where else were you last year? Okay, Selena movie, shut up. Dead. Uh, so then. I always got that, that big joker for you. <laughs> sorry, bud. Sorry. I'm not sorry. Anyways, then I gave her a Decolores sticker and she said, you have that podcast with that boy from Selena. She didn't even say that. She didn't say say not one thing about Selena. Ari literally was right there. Shout out to Ari for my new nickname, though. King Contagion. Oh, God. That's what y'all should call me from now on. No, nobody call him that, please. Um, so anyways, it, that was a cool little moment because she was like, you were on Good Morning Texas. And I was like, I was. Wow. People watch those things. Yeah, um, now let me get through. Nah. Lady. <laughs> I start fanning over people that notice me. I'm like, what? What's your name? I love you. Oh, my God. And then they're like, bitch, are you OK? That is cool. I mean, that is true, though. I feel like I get closer i feel closer to people that are like oh shit y'all were at that thing or y'all did that stuff and i'm like oh shit i'm bonding with this person yes. now they mean and like, they're so like a much. friend and yeah. i like you it's not like a flex on them situation but it was cool it was fun 
So now you, is that why you always walk through everywhere? Like, yeah, you know me. You know me. Yep, that's me. You know Eva. That's She's just up. really like that. You Grand Prairie folks don't know how to act. GP. Gang, gang. Anyways, me and my pickles. Um, After that, we just went back to our regular lives. My friend was like, you went to work? I was like, yes, bitch. You think they just going to let me off? Like, duh. Sorry Um, I'm late, y'all. I was actually early because that shit was mad early. (laughs) Y'all know my ass don't walk in before 1030. I'm like, I walked in that day like 945. Eva, are you okay? Yeah. Everything all right? No, everyone's like, why do you look so nice? I was like, I don't know. I was just acting all regular. They're like, okay, eyeshadow. I was like, yeah, my friend did it. <laughs> they were like, why'd she do it for work? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and then they saw the article. They were like, oh, I was like, Meh. that happened. Anyways, that was cool. Um, some slightly breaking news. Not really breaking. I don't really. It's cool. Uh, apparently, there's going to be a day-long Selena tribute with Pitbull in San Antonio. <laughs> so I want to so say I love the old Pitbull. Do you? Oh, Tell us, I don't know these things about you, Jerry. What do you like about the old? Gulo! <laughs> that's, that's, ain't it? That song did On slap. On that Jamaican rhythm. That you know era saying? of Pitbull slap. I love that And Pitbull. he used to collab with like uh, oh, Lil John. Was it Ying Yang at one time too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Last thing I need is a lady. You feel Ooh. me? Oh, what? See, that Pitbull is amazing, baby. It's okay. a Rafa bulldog. Know he was fitting, wasn't he? <laughs> not this one, Mr. Worldwide. Well, I feel like that. I know. I feel like that happened. Like That's. I felt the same way about Daddy Yankee, and I was like, Oh, oh I shit! Love that. God, like Daddy Yankee, uh, oh Daddy J- Winchester Yankee for the ones that know. Now he's a Republican pundit. <laughs> that was sad. Yeah. Uh, so apparently, Pitbull and more are to play the Selena 25th tribute concert at the Alamo Dome. Um. It wasn't that surprising because they just kind of threw off the Fiesta de la Flor this year and they didn't really tell us why. So this actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, y'all want to go or no? Damn. Mm, right. Dang. Why y'all going to go to 214 Selena though? <laughs> I don't know. You might see us there. Might Damn. be down. I might be down for that. Y'all are so foolish. All right. That is all I have for the juice. Yay. <laughs> are y'all ready to talk? Let's talk about race, baby. Let's talk about. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I don't know the full lyrics to that. Um, all right, so all Jerry. The good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk Let's about talk race. About <laughs> we have a singer in here. No. Um, all right, so I am. I I did pretty good last time about keeping it under an hour and a half. <laughs> Are you okay? Yes, yeah, so I had to burp. Um, I'm going to try to do something similar. However, I know that these are really deep conversations that we don't have enough. And I feel like there has been a more recent awakening for a lot of people, um, especially after Trayvon and the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, Are y'all okay over there making all this racket? Mm Mm-hmm. Jeez, I'm trying to host a podcast here. Oh, the one time. <laughs> one time you want for a little drink. Uh anyways, all our guests were being distracted and so was I. So Sorry. I I wanted to <laughs> <laughs> Y'all see what I work with? <laughs> oh <my God>. Sorry. <laughs> I wanna record Maria's face because it was such a mood. Oh that the, the side eye she <sighs> gave you, like, bruh. 
So, Jerry, I feel like you're one of our... And there's plenty of people in Dallas, legends, OGs, have been doing the work um, around race. But I feel like the discussion on race in general in America has, and in the world, has evolved a lot um, in the last 10 years or so. Um, So, where do we begin? I feel like in the state of Texas, just like you were saying, even with voter suppression, like... We purposely aren't learning these things, right? We're, there's reasons why we aren't discussing what race is and what it means um, and learning about culture and ethnicity and all these differences. Um, I think what I would like offer first is that if you don't understand how race works, you are going to be lost in this country. Right. Um, because everything in this country is about race. And as a educator i used to be very optimistic i used to think oh, this is about race this is about class this is about gender this is nope because <laughs> you all you gotta do is read a little bit so um it's very hard to uh living on a living in a border state um where um you know there's always immigrant populations here who come from different um, racial contexts in their country definitely racial con um constructs for sure um because of european colonization everywhere mm-hmm. but very different than um america very different than texas and so that's number one is really like if you don't understand how race works you're going to be lost the second thing is really smart people get very dumb about race um so you'll see like um like one of our school board members is like a scientist but he's like um, he is the most uninformed person about race. It's like race consciousness is like a two out of a hundred is what I'm saying. And he, right. he called himself that. So um, <laughs> it's not a really about being smart. It's really about like knowing how race works in this country. So what is the definition of race? I, I actually really love the definitions y'all have. Mm-hmm. On Should I go to the TRHT website? Yeah, you can. But um, race um, really is important um, to talk about Number one, because um, it is a political construction, um, which means that it is very fluid. It moves as the politics move. Um, it's a political construction um, based on the uh, <laughs> the work of European anthropologists, scientists, and philosophers um, that um, creates a dominant class of white people. Um, and a subordinate class of everybody else. Um, it also creates a racial hierarchy, um, putting white people on the top and black people on the bottom and erases indigenous populations. Right. Everybody else is in the middle, and they go up and down on that scale depending on geopolitics, which is basically how politics work in the world. Um, race is also not biological. So. so that is something. Okay, so I'm going to pause because you're saying yeah. a lot of things. And yeah. so I'm going to play like person who knows nothing because mm-hmm. I want to really get people to understand um, the difference in what it is, right? So I feel like we've discussed it enough on this show, the identity issues that, from my perspective, Latinx issue. I mean, Latinx people have in general, right? Sure. So I even remember a conversation when I was really young that my family was having and they were saying how like my dad told them like you're not american you're mexican and so like all these things quickly got conflated in my head as a young person 
And Maria, I don't know if you can speak on your behalf, if you really understood race as a young person, um, because obviously like we knew we weren't black, but we knew we weren't white. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much where a lot of Latinx people lived. Mm -hmm. And this idea of like almost just the nationalism, right? We just lived um, or identified based on the country our parents came from. Um, And that was like our general understanding of what race was mm-hmm. um of course that's speaking from my experience rafa i don't know if you can add something similar um but there wasn't a vast deep understanding right and then talking to my mom who came from mexico she told me she didn't see a black person until she came to texas mm. and so like there's she's all- seen her kids because y'all got some uh <laughs> y'all got some uh african gene somewhere and i'm just gonna say oh my god it's about phenotech but you know what i mean like for for her she did not see that and so like my understanding of race was based very much on what i was um consuming right culturally i was consuming lots of black television lots of black music lots of these things and that's what i identified more with than i did with the brady bunch which Mm -hmm. was what my older sisters identified and watched growing up and i was like i don't know what that is and so like that's where it was right that's where these identity crises come from because there's not these discussions on what race actually is and so now when we're having discussions on white latinos and on black latinos and on we like are having such a hard time processing what this actually means because we already had these identity issues so that's one of the biggest um crises right now in dallas is um i would say like latinx folks in their identity crisis um when it comes to race ethnicity and nationality um the majority of folks don't understand race um they don't understand um the ethnic construction of latinx people and hispanic people in dallas mm-hmm. um and texas um and particularly this nationality fight mm-hmm. right which which is the conversation you just talked about right. which wasn't even about race or ethnicity right but that's about literally how we thought of it right mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. um and i think that's the largest that's one of the biggest crises because now latinx people are the largest population in this and we have county. no idea what the hell we're doing yeah. not only that but it's <laughs> it, it, it creates a um a vacuum of leadership mm-hmm. um because um this is now one of the i think dallas is now ranked the fourth the fifth diverse most diverse place in the country mm. uh, as far as cities um and what does that mean when you don't understand what that even means right right which is why this conversation is so critical yeah um and so and that's where in college is when i really learned the difference right between race between ethnicity so ethnicity is more culture driven it is um i want to go back to races we didn't finish that we're not done i'm just saying because you brought up race ethnicity and nationalism all in one and nationalism is the actual country specifically yeah, that's the, the country of origin for right. a person so that's that's specifically the mm-hmm. the the culture of person because a lot of folks particularly latinx kids who are american citizens um they tie their cultural heritage back to a, a national Absolutely. place right mm-hmm. even if they have never <laughs> seen that place before right. you know i mean mean? but that's what we get from our parents and it's not just Mexican folks or folks from Central America or Latinx. This, this, I'm talking about Ethiopian Americans. I'm talking about like Nigerian Americans. They tie their cultural heritage and their nationality together, Absolutely. even even more even stronger than their racial identity, 
which is very interesting, you know? I, I mean, again, to me, that stems from parents, right? Like, yeah. our For parents sure. are the ones that are encouraging that because to them, at least I know in Mexico, it's a weird situation because there are, you know, Asian, Mexican. there's all these, like, different see, dynamics is- in Mexico, but they see it as we don't have a racial issue in Mexico. And they did a, ask, feel that way. That's a total lie, but, but, it, but it stems from this. You have two identities here in this country. It, it may not appear that way in your own country because it's very homogeneous population sometimes, especially in like Guanajuato or something like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But here, you got to know like your two racial identities. That's one is the one that your parents give you or the one that you construct by yourself, right? Of your heritage and all these things that you are made up of because none of us are 100% anything. I'm just going to start right there. Right. There's no like pure person. That don't, that don't really exist, to be honest. Um, cause there's been miscegenation, mis- there's been like intermarrying, there's been rape, there's been all kinds of things like that, right? right. Uh, because of col- colonialization. But if you don't know your perceived identity, which means that when I see Eva or Rafa, I'm going to attach a racial identity to you. Mm-hmm. I know. What are you attaching to us? It just depends on my perspective, right? I actually wanted to like echo on that sentiment because a lot of people will identify with like um, heavy Latino, but they present very white passing. And I mean, for me, that's my kind of racial. Um, that's the first time I ever really started diving more into race because I kind of navigated the world as Mexicana because I was born in Mexico, X, Y, and Z. But I don't look Mexican at first glance. And when I was younger, people were mistaken me for like several different things. But what um, does it mean to look Mexican? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And um, it wasn't until obviously I started taking classes on it that I started realizing it more and um, deconstructing what I had learned. It was a lot of unlearning and relearning and, you know, putting the dots together and things like that. But mm-hmm. I agree with that. We need to understand race first. Yeah. If you don't know your perceived identity and can't lead with that, like when people see you, what do they see? Mm. If you don't know that you are lost. But see, and that's the thing though, right? Because everything in this country is so binary. So it's white or black. Right. Sure. And so then we need to understand why there's a binary too. And that's an, that's a, another big conversation for sure. And so then like for Mexicans specifically, there's this mestizaje sure. idea that's really pushed and it's really toxic as well, because then it connects us all to this indigenous side and colonial side, but everybody wants to side with the indigenous side and well, what like, i want to offer those everybody's indigenous which means indigenous just means that you come from somewhere right but right. the way chicanos function you got to be real careful jerry because they will all get their feathers out and mm. literally do some shit and then connect to a indigenous tribe they just found out about and perform a whole ritual on it and pretend that they're that what i want to offer so is like, that white people do that black people do that also do you <laughs> know, know that you know the cultural tradition of black people be saying that they're indian i remember my father when i started to learn about um like african heritage and i came back and told him he told me that i was more indian than black right this was to separate you from blackness or for sure but i mean it was obviously inherent anti-blackness within my father which is another concept that we can talk about That happens a lot in just but it was also this this it was a real thing my great-grandmother's lineage i mean cherokee indian um her mother what what they what american indians call (coughs) full-blooded cherokee indian Mm -hmm. who married a black man and got 
obviously kicked out of her tribe. But that wasn't a point. The point right. was that you need to attach yourself to something other than this blackness, mm-hmm. right? Than just owning the blackness. Yeah, and this is like part of your cultural heritage that you, we don't even know about. We ain't even told you about, but you need to address this, right? Mm-hmm. So it gets really confusing. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so the the Latino people are just living in a state of confusion, and like I don't know if Maria wants to share what happened this weekend. That was kind of funny. Um, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> we were walking out of the club. You know, you know how we do. You know, um, it goes to that same thing about perception and how you identify. Um, it's walking out the club. <laughs> And this dude goes up to me. He goes, hey, white girl. And I laughed. I have a, mind you, I have a beautiful embroidered hija de tu madre. Nationalist uh, <laughs> denim jacket with a Mexican a flag. big ass Mexican at the flag back. And I just, my jaw was just like, wow. <laughs> there are tons, so many white people in Mexico. Yes. Oh, no, absolutely. Jalisco. Yes. <laughs> no, like we know it, right? But it was so funny in that moment because he said white girl. And then I was like, this is identity crisis. And I felt for her because she's like, uh, I'm white. <laughs> and so we were just la- like, we just busted out laughing. And I was just like, And that's Damn. why like we got to understand race because white is a concept, no. right? It is a construct. <sighs> Black people also do that same thing to light-skinned black people. Mm-hmm. You know, like if it, it might even be about color. It might be about the way they talk, right? They'll call you a white boy if you were just um, using what we call standard English. Do they call you white boy? And that Who is are you a, talking to, Evan? That is a yeah. cultural thing. It's not even, it's, 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 it's conflating race with culture, you know? Right. Um, so just getting back to like the finishing off race, right? Yes. It's not biological. Um, that means that if me and uh, Pat have the same DNA, <laughs> or not DNA, we have the same blood type, oh I can give her the same DNA. Y'all might really be. <laughs> we can. Why? Why? We, why? 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 You tripping? You know. But I am Afro Mexicano. I'm gonna claim it. But Amen. what I'm, what I offer is that, like, um, if we have the same blood type, I can give her a, a, a organ. Mm-hmm. You know, you might not have the same blood type as her ever. Right. And that means that we are more connected DNA than you are. Right. So I remember learning about that in school and they showed us a video and everybody thought that because they were both black or they were both Latino or they were both white, that they had more similar um, genes. And then they did the test and they were all shook. Right. And so then in school, you also see a lot of those like where they pick the baby that would be this color and all these different examples they show you. But it's like. Until you sit and watch these things and read these things and discuss these things, your concept of race, you're not going to understand that there is a literal power dynamic. So people are 99.9% the same. Right. All of us. Like literally. Like so like the color thing is is, is such a joke. It is all made up. It is the stupidest thing in the world. But it is real consequences for people. So then I will say what people say to me is, Eva, why are you so racist against whites? Mm-hmm. And then I try to say, you can't be racist against can't be against because of power dynamics, mm-hmm. right? Tell us more, Jer Bears. Sure. So, like, the definition of racist um, is basically these unfounded beliefs, um, which are, like, part of the word prejudice which we all have Mm -hmm. and these unfounded fears which we all have which equals prejudice and that's everybody has cross-culturally everybody has prejudices i don't care who you are you are prejudiced right we are all right we have these likes and and dislikes basically but you combine that with institutional power and that makes racist 
who has institutional power? So because of the history of this country, only people who are raised as white or identify as white have the power, power, mm-hmm. institutional power, right? Because the the combination of the institutions make a system. I think uh, I saw systemic oppression on, on one of them, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Systemic oppression means oppression against um, people who are deemed as subordinate. It can be any, it can be even poor white people who can be oppressed. Right. So that, that is just like a, a blanket term talking about oppression. There. Yeah, it can be class, it can be mm-hmm. race, it can be gender, it could be able, uh, able-bodied people, yeah, it could be, sure. you know, um, sexuality, sexuality, sexual identity, sexual, you know, preference, um, all of those things. Um, that could be part of oppression. So yeah, All right. so power dynamics are really really important to understand it, mm-hmm. and we gotta look that up too because it's it's important, you know, and especially so, men of color. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> I just cry. <laughs> the episode's over. Um, yeah. So, uh, ooh, now that we've gone into gender a little bit, um, I guess prior to that, actually, white privilege is something that I. I hear, I've heard a lot more again in the last five years. And I sometimes think white people are getting it. And then other times I'm like, I don't really care because I'm tired. And I don't care to explain this to you all because that's the very tip of the iceberg to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it obviously exists. And some white people get it, but they kind of get it when they want to and how they want to. Because then it also leans into white fragility um, which they also don't want to discuss and is often the bane of my existence. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like everybody in the room is shaking their head currently because it is something we encounter often. I feel it a lot um, in a lot of professional work settings. Um, and it's like we have to coddle their feelings because we should be grateful we're in these positions a lot of times. And I'm not speaking just from my own personal experience. I'm speaking from like I've heard it time and time and time again. Um, and that's why systemic oppression, the vast term is so important because it each different area has a different power dynamic, which affects every single thing we do, whether it be as a black woman, as a trans woman, as a black trans woman, you know, all these different things take from that power sure and so understanding that the white privilege and there's white fragility that goes along with it is to me like i said the tip of the iceberg in this work and in transforming society so like white privilege is is like the a definition means that um, white people have um, access to opportunities um like going into a store and not getting followed or right um not being stopped and harassed by police um, because they're they're viewed as the norm. Um, and so if you are viewed as the norm, that means that everybody else is othered or abnormal um, and they need to be um, subordinated in some way. Um, Which I don't is- like necessarily talking about white privilege, though, because it asserts that um, this power structure will always be there. And in my work, I'm very hopeful that it can mm, change. Yeah, so I don't really like talking about that. What I do like talking about is um, that folks have a responsibility because of our history. Even though you d- you're, you're, you didn't participate in slavery, or you didn't participate in Jim Crow, or right. you didn't participate in like um, lynching of uh, you know Latinx people on the border, you still have a responsibility because you have certain opportunities that I don't have as a person of color or right. a black person. 
So, um, so I, I appreciate, I talk about it in that way. yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up because it makes perfect sense. But that be, because race is so fresh to discuss for yeah. a lot of people, that component always comes up, right? Because sure. we so often center whiteness and, and call is, whiteness. So I'm all about decentering whiteness. Like I don't even um, like talking about it as the center. Like white fragility also centers whiteness. White fragility as a concept says that when white people are talking about race or talking about a concept that talks about oppression um, that doesn't include them, that they have to center themselves. And, and therefore, if they are dissentered, they become very emotional. They take it as like a personal um, attack they, all the they, time. They feel like they're being attacked. They feel like they are um, being decentered. Right. And that feels um, like oppression to them. For sure. Um, and they, you know, as the term says, become very fragile or very emotionally um you know weak when um discussing it um which can also be dangerous too right so i constantly am shouting about white supremacy on the show mm-hmm. and everywhere i am basically but the reason i use that is because it to me it's the most encompassing terms of all these systems and what they've recre- what they've created and the repercussions that we're still Um, dealing with today and so obviously the dictionary definition says the belief that white people are superior to those of all other races especially the black race and should therefore dominate society Mm -hmm. so that's the reason i constantly bring that up is because it's not so much that someone like and maybe they did go up there and stomp their foot and like hit their little hammer and say like we are the dominant race or whatever but they did it in such subtle ways that systemically it was so ingrained into every single facet of humanity throughout the world to create this idea and colonize people enough to think that that is superior and that is the ultimate goal and that is why men of color get so happy when they're with a white girl with a big booty right and like yeah. all you know that's just an, one example but there's so many of these things is or skin bleaching or you know just so many freaking things that allude to that white supremacy is something that we all are contending with we all and i want to say all all of us absolutely um participate in white supremacy because it is literally like in the air we breathe um, and it wasn't subtle at all, and it's still not subtle. It's actually very violent, and I had to like really think about violence in a different way as I got older and started to learn more. Violence just means harm against people, and um, we are harmed by ideas. We are harmed by images. We are harmed by um, re- things that may appear um, subtle, but it's they're not. Um, I think this is a really important thing. We talk about um, Latinx folks in the construction of latinx identity in texas um there was something that happened obviously 1910 1920 is the mexican revolution when we start to see an influx of um particularly mexican immigrants coming into texas uh, and so um the census because that is a big part of what we're talking about too um is the document that kind of talks tells that story mm-hmm. the census the census is a document about race it started out by counting white male um, slave owners and landowners and black that's the enslaved people that's the history of the census and so it, it is a political document too because race is about politics and it expands as the geopolitics expand so obviously geopolitics um in 1930s 
um, there's a designation on a census that happens this one year, this one ten year span. It doesn't happen any other ten year span, and it is Mexican as a race appears on the census, and so the Mexican consulate in Lulac. They know, they are very familiar with what can happen if you are other, you are not like white or you're not, or you're black. They know what can happen in this country. Because remember, this is like uh, a couple of decades after Reconstruction, right after slavery. They know like we can't be other. And so they file a lawsuit and say that, look, if our um, folks who are of Mexican descent can speak um, English, they should be racist white. And it changed the construction, particularly in Texas, of Latinx folks for a long time, even to this date, right? You talk about day. Santos Rodriguez um, in the 70s. Like, his death certificate says white on it. Mm. You know, some of some of Mine y'all, says white in the doctors. Right. I'm white. And so in 2020, <laughs> when folks are going to fill out the census, they're going to have a choice. Because after 1950, um, you know, before 1950, you had a choice. Well, you didn't have a choice. There would be a census taker that would look at you, Rafa, and say, hmm, you look a little dark today. You've been, it's the summertime. summertime you may be black. Or you look a little pale. You stayed in the house. You might be white. Stop. Don't turn right? red. <laughs> but after, turn after red. the census on, takers um, that's flip, you can now self-select on the census. And we know because of white supremacy, because most of the opportunities are closer to whiteness. I'm talking about whiteness as a construct because it changes all the time. We know that most Latinx people are going to pick white on that census. What does that mean? What does that mean for their communities? Um, what does that mean? But even on this, I some somebody brought up a good point last year, and I don't remember what it was specifically, but it was like even on the statistic discussion as like police shootings and stuff like that, they yeah. were like, is that consider Latinx people as white when they try to like boast about their high numbers? They can because a lot it's of people fucked. don't. Most uh, nonprofits, they use census data, which is why this stuff is very important, right? You, you check a race and then you pick an ethnicity, right? And most of the data says non-Hispanic white, non-Hispanic black, or Hispanic black, or Hispanic black, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that census is, is a is a document about race, and it's very important. Um, what I want to also say is, um, like, learning about, like, European countries and their domination of, like, um, countries like uh, Mexico. Like, every country on this hemisphere has slavery, Every country. There's no country that escaped it. Mm-hmm. There's no country that had haven't had like black people and people from the Caribbean in that country. Um and they are a part of that country. And so what does that mean? Um too, you know? Um Texas fought two wars over slavery, one with Mexico, one with the United States, you know. Um so I I think that construction is something that Latinx people are very tied to. Absolutely, whether um, they realize it or not. Particularly, I mean, there's been scholars doing a lot of work now about the Underground Railroad to the South, mm-hmm. like black people moving to Mexico because mm-hmm. Mexico outlawed slavery earlier than this country. Right. Um, there's a New York Times article about um, this um, community of folks who descended from um African slaves who obviously only speak Spanish now, but have this one memory of this English song they spoke, and it's like a Negro yeah, spiritual. You, you know? shared so, that with me, I think. I mean, there's there's so many stories that we need to uncover in our families and 
how we migrated, particularly in the border. Like it's 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 crazy. So I think we just need to do more reading, more learning, um, and and figure some of this stuff out. Um, particularly the hierarchy of um, black and white and that binary, For sure. and knowing why that exists, and knowing that um, I think that the professor uh, Bardarn uh, lent um, this knowledge to us that um, she doesn't think that white uh, the white population will um, decrease. She mm. thinks that it will expand because whiteness always expands, hmm. which means that some of the Latinx folks will be raised as white, like period. So those numbers can always be there. Mm. Um, it's a really interesting thing to think about as folks like are anti-black and <laughs> are like seeking opportunity, uh, which means whiteness, right? In this country. Right, because that means power and money. and That's right. What does it mean for that kid so you lose all that? Because also, like, when you become white, you have to lose your cultural heritage. We didn't talk about culture a lot. This mean, culture basically means a way of life. But you have to lose your cultural heritage to be white. You can't keep it. You cannot keep your, you know, your Mexican culture. You can't keep no Scottish culture. You can't keep no uh, British culture. You have to lose all of that to be white. But a lot of white people will cape on that culture. Sure, they'll use it as a backdrop or as a party. Ooh, you know? in high school they were like, "I'm Irish, I'm this, I'm yeah. that," and they and they held on to that. So that shit. culture is, is 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 very strong. But remember, Irish people weren't always white in this country. Right, they were actually like very close to black people in this country. They were they did the worst jobs. In this but country. that also becomes like a dangerous conversation as well because. Like, I remember in class, there was, like, an Irish dude that was, like, starting to compare that so strongly. And it was like, okay, bro, that was a long time ago, though. Like, y'all still gained power no, it eventually. Is, it is the a same real way thing, Jewish people But we did. still need to read. But they also, like, they became white. Right. And they reached that, right? Yeah. And so that's where it's that component and, that, like, you can't, yes, that happened, but, or and, this is still modern society we're living in. And it's not the same. Yeah. So and to your point about like losing your heritage or like giving it up, it's very synonymous with the citizenship process in the United mm-hmm. States mm-hmm. is about giving up your your citizenship to the country of origin. Bless you, Pat. Because um, I know for me, like whenever I became a citizen, they were like, you have to give up your national, uh, your Mexican um, oh, yeah. citizenship. And that to me was like, now I understand why there's second and third generations of Latinos who don't speak Spanish or don't mm. want any closeness or proximity to that. Also, because Be- they were beat for speaking in Spanish in school. No, absolutely. <laughs> but it's like once they became citizens, and it's just like this American dream is about assimilating so quickly and like as losing close your language. as you can to whiteness. Exactly. So, I also want to interrogate yeah. that though. Like, um, we talk about like the border or the board, the United States border across Mexico and all that stuff. Like, this is. Texas was once Mexico. Like, that is a colonized country, too. It's a European country. Yeah, so that's problematic as well. Spanish was the first European language spoken in this country. Like, United States doesn't have an official language. Mm -hmm. The official language is not English because they don't have one. It is nothing. But it is also problematic for folks to say, like, this is Mexico, this is part yes. of... Because Mexico is also a that. colonized country. They're a European country who, who colonized a whole bunch of spaces, too. You know? Right, in Mexico. This was also indigenous before it was Mexico. That's right. So we have to be mindful of that as well. But because we Very don't have so this fucking history... We run with whatever these ideas are. We run with these tropes. We want, run right. with this like very Chicanidad. It's very Chicano to me. Um, all these ideas and the Aztecs and the warriors 
as in like I actually laugh with Favi and we make jokes about all the like poems they're like el nopal and el, all this shit they and I'm say connected and to the Maya like I studied abroad in Central America and like visit like Mayan villages and so I'm like obviously very fascinated with that but um just thinking about like the colonization that happened because of Spain For sure. and how connected folks are connected to the Spanish language, which is a colonizer language, right. just like English is, you know? I want us to just, like, yes. you know, interrogate I mean, and bit. you'll see those, you see, the, I'm sure, Maria, you've seen those conversations on Twitter all the time, because mm-hmm. it's like, you don't, you can't shame these people for not knowing, but also, like, let people speak what they want to speak. There's also right. lots of native languages that people are still speaking, and, you know? And so it's yeah. just, like, all these fucking layers. And, and we don't even understand all of the layers, you know? Like, obviously, Dallas is stolen, place right stolen land Mm -hmm. um you know indigenous people were here Caddo, wichita comanche but also like that's owned by france at one point right Mm -hmm. reunion towers like la reunion la reunion was a french utopian socialist settlement here in dallas you know um it was two (laughs) utopian french settlements you know Mm -hmm. like revachon park like that that is a french name i love learning so much it's my kink um (laughs) <laughs> it is you know obviously also like all of these spanish settlements also all these black african settlements like right. so many settlements of people jewish settlements right so um i think we have to really learn there's like history right under um our noses and we really have to like dig into what we you know what we're living in our context right so i don't know if y'all want to come back next time but we basically just barely covered the racial side of things, right? Cultural side of things, ethnicity, all these things. And it it's a lot. And we didn't get into the gender side of things too much. And to me, it's just like, that's how major a role that side takes. Um, so whenever I hear, even like, for instance, they're celebrating the woman's right to vote, the 100th anniversary this year. False. For white women, right? It's very specific. There is a huge difference in that. And that's why I'm really interested in your conversation about like um like men of color and like liking white women. Um <laughs> because black men got the right to vote before white women and white women hated them for Ooh. when I I'm talking about like these white abolitionist women who were working with black women and like um in slavery and all that mm-hmm. turned on them that suffrage movement w- became very racist because black men got the right to vote wow. before like during reconstruction it only lasted like you're talking about a period of 11 to 15 years right where black men were able to vote and then jim crow happened it was a wrap you wow know? i didn't realize but that white women hated black men for it mm-hmm. uh and it, it became an entire different thing you know um so th- that history is not to be like looked over at all right um you said something else earlier about men of color and white women have a having a similar level yeah they have a similar level of power dynamic because obviously white women are disenfranchised because of gender right um the which a lot of people can't even accept that which is why we're gonna talk more about that next time we gotta accept it because obviously this is a country built for white landowners and white slave owners right um, the Constitution, all of this stuff was written by white men. All, this is right. a white male, like, constructed country. None of this is ours, which is why we got to build up everything new, right? We can't even... However we want right? to see. Reform doesn't mean anything to us because it's reforming their shit. Right. It ain't our shit, right? So we have to think about things that are new, like, they color us, you feel me? Something new. Hi. Right? But white women were disenfranchised from that for a long time. Still are to a certain extent, right? But... 
vote gender sometimes and vote race sometimes, right? Definitely voted race for Trump. 53% of white women voted for Trump. Which is why that was so hilarious to me because they had a whole white woman right there for them that yeah. was ready to pay for them, but, but remember, that didn't mean shit. This is after the first quote unquote black president, right? Yes. So this is a. So they were ready to protect what? Whiteness. Amen. As usual. So with that, we will pause this discussion. I hope you all will join me For next real. time. Yo. Because this needs to be like a segment, even if it's like every other episode. Even back, if Gary? we just like, I know we're real bad about time. <laughs> I'm really that's why because I don't want to go over too too much but like for real this these gems need to be shared with the people that really need to hear it so that we can talk about the things that we need to build and understand why we talk about the things that we talk about and it's not to shit on someone else not at all it's, it's really like not. we're not trying to take away from you homegirl homeboy like we're we're, we're in this fight together right not we only want that. it for the betterment of all of us <laughs> There's been a, a a long history of like black and brown solidarity, particularly in Dallas. Like after Santos died, mm-hmm. black folks and brown folks like Came protested together. for two, three days downtown, tore up every fucking thing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I just watched a documentary called The First Rainbow Coalition, which everybody needs to watch it's on PBS nice. about like the Black Panthers organizing the Young Lords, Puerto mm-hmm. Rican uh, mm-hmm. folks, and the white folks in Uptown, which I didn't really know about, Uptown, Northtown, uh, Northside community, which was also a white slum, white Southerners who moved mm-hmm. to Chicago. I didn't know nothing about Uptown because I'm from the South Side. Yeah. But they organized this Rainbow Coalition, poor white folks, uh, poor brown folks, poor black folks, um, until the, you know the federal government and Chicago police killed Fred Hampton, wow. who was organizing around solidarity and socialism, <clears throat> right? right? So we have so many stories to learn um, about, like organizing here in Dallas um, and in the country, uh, particularly with our communities. We've always been connected. If you think that your community is, uh, particularly Latinx community, is separate from the plight of any community, particularly the Black community, you are wrong. Um, if they'll do it to you, they'll do it to anybody Bow else. Down, um, if they'll come for you, they'll come <laughs> for us next. Insane, you know. Um, so our fates are tied, and we really have to um, find different ways to work together. You know, like my last role, I, I served 100% Latinx community. Um, obviously, the moms was filling me out, but they loved me. They took care of me. They gave you chicharrones. They, they, you know, we had coffee hour where they fed me um, <laughs> coffee and um, I, I mean, just Fun they just took care of me because I became part of the community. And that's what happens, you know, like. Um, right. Race, but they're also so um, influenced by white supremacy that the anti-blackness sure. is like. For sure. I mean, imagine this black person coming, you know, who don't speak Spanish saying, all right, I'm helping you and your kids, uh, you know, succeed in life. And they're like, man, get the. I mean, it was this, you know, negro, <laughs> you know. They did probably but, say that. But then they were like, Jeddy, jefe. They started calling me jefe. Not jefe. But it was, it was good because I, you know, did everything in my power to make sure that they had opportunity and funding and money. And I built a family Which, for that. And that's something I've also brought up that Dallas is going to be, already is, majority Latinx, and I don't see enough Latinx leaders in the room. Mm. And it's so draining for my young 25-year-old, still learning a lot of things, 
um, ass to be the only one in the room all the time and the only one that can have these discussions all the time. It is so draining. So that is a call. It's a call like <gasps> so for action. So I am ready for some, y'all to lift us up. And we need some I people to stand up in the Latinx community who like understand race, who understand um, gender, who understand like these intersections. Um because we are lacking and um, i folks. i notice it a lot that like culturally and this is another discussion that maybe we'll lean into what we discuss next time yeah. that we're we're kind of taught to like be modest and sit down and there's, i there's am research so glad about it too. yes and i'm gotta, so glad that i am not that bitch because yeah. i'm ready to lift all everybody else up let's go it's time to go like yeah. this is serious we, work we, it's really when i'm saying like i go yeah you know obviously i have my last role offered me a a seat at the tables of power in Dallas. And when I say these rooms are mostly white and a few black people and um, maybe, no, like maybe I one or a half Latino person there. Right, and they're white passing, so they don't even understand these things the Facts. same way. Because my not, experience what? is different than other people. We're talking about a few. Like, talking about Elba Garcia, Ooh. Domingo Garcia. Ooh. We talking and about. And you know they ain't really looking at We're talking at about uh, my guy, uh, what's his name from Lulac? Uh, Domingo? No, you no. I don't remember. No, no, no. You know my guy, uh, uh, Reynaldo. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, So, like, it's only a few. I'm telling you. But there's a reason why. And they are in these rooms. And right now we're fighting to honor Adelfa Callejo at City Council right now. Just to even have. She has a statue already uh, built. And they've been holding the statue for years. They've been holding it. Mm -hmm. SMH. Um, and that was like a powerhouse who led a lot of the civil action suits here in the city. Yeah, she she combined with um, other black and brown um, councilwomen and folks to uh, really change our democracy in Dallas. Remember, it was uh, at large. So that means that anybody from anywhere can be represent you. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Um, and they changed the simple single member districts. And that was she was part of that fight. And that changed democracy in Dallas so like she is an amazing um, civil rights lawyer and she needs to be honored yep. there's a school named after her that I worked at mm-hmm. um, in Pleasant Grove and we need to really honor these folks and she's just one of the folks we need to honor she would be a legend in any other city but Dallas no. we were so behind you know we just barely got the Santos thing up exactly alright Seattle Everybody has a whole park named take, after Santos take a breath shout out Seattle because whew, um, that is going to wrap up our interview portion <laughs> of this episode. Thank you so much, Jerry, for all your knowledge. Thank you, Maria, for joining us. Um, we're going to jump to self-care corner. I'm going to make it light and quick. Ding. Um, I have been trying to not take things so seriously because I feel like in this state where we're living in, and I don't just mean Texas, um, everything is weighing on us so damn heavy that some shit, you just got to let it just kind of glide off your back. We can't, and I'm not saying to minimize very serious things because obviously like the shit we're discussing right now, very fucking serious. But there's some things that I'm like, you know what? Do what you got to do and keep it rolling. Don't lose sleep over it. Laugh a little bit if you want to, because really the stress is killing us, y'all. Mm-hmm. 
It is killing us from the inside out, whether we realize it or not, whether it's going to catch up to you now or later, it is killing us. So I really, <laughs> Rafa, the way you just dropped that pen was so dramatic. Um, I'm, I, that's something I'm working on is to laugh more and to really find moments of joy more because we are suffering and I don't want to suffer how my people are suffering and I don't want to destroy my body more than it's already being destroyed. And so I am encouraging you all this week to laugh a little more, not take some things so seriously and just roll, ride the wave. That's, that's what my self care is for the week. Does anybody have anything else to add? You gotta love your boo. What? I love your boo. Jerry's in his feelings. Shout out, shout out to KG. KG uh, Lifestyle. You know, I'm oh loving my, my boo God, right now. I can't. She, she's super dope. <laughs> and you got to love your boo. You got to love the one you I with. love That's the people the, I love, Jerry. I'm you with you. To. I love loving. love the ones we with publicly, you know, because they take care of us. Jerry got they that look out uh, for Uncle us. Nearest feeling real near. <laughs> just saying near and dear you know the social media thing got us feeling like we can't be public that's true we can, like we can't love the hoes can't know. rafa you gotta you know what i'm saying look Ooh, sometimes you gotta someone got called out you gotta you gotta you gotta let them know you know you know you're superstar i gotta be public fbo fbo got make it facebook official you know just kidding y'all do what you want to do love who you want to love show yeah, it love spread who it you want to love but you know love love out loud enjoy you know? it love out loud we love a corny we love, love a, all these people Library. in this room pat you need this mic <laughs> he's pat, looking you at it love out loud ja 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 wow we love an afro mexicano <laughs> i cannot he's been on twitter too long I thought he was Where's bringing that? Ja Rule back because I heard he's going to be at some festival. Some little raggedy festival Park that I want to go to. <laughs> Chingo. I just think about him at that Milwaukee Bucks game when he was like, that was so and nobody yeah, said that that was so that was sad. sad. I felt for him. All right. That's our self-care corner of the week. He now. survived a fire fest. He can survive anything. <laughs> what do you mean survive? He helped conduct. What I'm saying is that he survived. He didn't go to jail. He should have. <laughs> everybody should have went to jail. They for that really shirt. should have. With them choke sandwiches with that cheese on it. That hey, was bro. great. Yeah. I still can't believe that happened. All right. Our upcoming De Colores events. Do, 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 do. Yay. Um, we had a parasite screening. Rafa, you want to talk about it? Yes, it was great. <laughs> you like fell asleep at the talk back? No, I did asleep? not. Whatever. I did not oh, wow. fall asleep. Isn't he rude? Was he was he nodding or snoring or <laughs> he what? He was like... <laughs> I was not. He was meditating. I he was meditating. Never, I still haven't seen Parasite. And shout out to Trinity who told me to see shout it. Shout out my little baby Trin. Um, Trin you haven't a, seen it? A, a cinephile, as she calls <laughs> She's herself. So I'll share it with you. I got the I Google. Seen it. I got it on my Google you Drive. You won't really see it. have to watch it, Jerry. I'm I actually do. disappointed because I, I thought know. we had our little live movie Ooh, I've watching. I've been reading more than like watching. Oh, wow. We love an academic. I know. Like, I've been... Uh, <laughs> you can do both those things with that movie. Boom. Ah! I know. So, I got to see it. I do love Snow... Um, Snow? What's his other movie? Oh, Snowpiercer. Oh, Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer is my movie. Yeah. I love Snowpiercer. Yeah. The and there's movie. like a, a, a Snowpiercer TV show coming out of her. Oh, uh, they said it was going to be a Parasite TV show on HBO. No, nah, I know the Snowpiercer TV show is already oh, like, who had it fucked up soon. in our discussion? Somebody uh -huh. did. 
Have y'all seen Snowpiercer? No. Well, Watch it. It's on. It's on Netflix. That's the one they it? said that Harvey Weinstein didn't want to publish. He did. He, he, it was supposed to be a, like a blockbuster, but yeah, that's Harvey shitty. Weinstein no, and then and then he said something about a scene in it. And he was like, I don't think we should keep this scene in. And then homeboy uh, Bong Joon was like, Bong was like well, that. my dad was this and it's very sinister and exactly. blah, blah. And then afterwards they asked him, he was like, man, my dad was next. That's bullshit. That was a lie because <laughs> I, I wanted to see it. Exactly. He is <laughs> like an icon. I'm glad he was my mean mood because he's really an icon. He's, he, he's like with that the sound hose man. Hose <laughs> man. He's like, I want to get yeah. drunk, man. He so called the Oscars about. a little local yeah, award like, show. Yeah, local award Swept show. the awards show. I was so happy they won Best Picture. I really Same. was. I have it to was, watch it. You though. have to watch it. It's good. I'm a tripping. Yeah, um, watch it. So our screening hard, was fun. Good books out here, y'all. Okay, calm down. We working on it. Right. We we doing our little media thing real There's quick. Some good books out here. We got saying. books too. We do. We what read we books. Mean? American Dirt. Uh, <laughs> I hope you're not reading that American Dirt. <laughs> I just kidding. Uh, I hope y'all not reading. No, that we like talk shit about it for thirty minutes last episode. Um, <laughs> are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. So we had the screening. Thank you, everybody, for coming. Shout out to the people that took the pickle shots with us. That was really cute. Oh, yeah, that's right. We had a full house. Okay. Um, that Let's was go. nice. It was really cool. I would Y'all like to do. popping out here? We trying. Oh, in the discussion with my best friend. That was dope. Ooh. Shout out Luis Kier. My okay. boy Luis, Local yeah. photographer and dear friend of mine. And my best friend. That I've known since first grade. Yeah. He lying cool. so hard. It was cool having him out, man. Um... I also had the privilege to work with Interrupt for a fun um, little event, and I will be discussing more about them next episode because I want to give you all some of those facts, and I think it also goes more with the side of gender because Interrupt was (coughs) informed me that Dallas County is the number one city for unexpected teen pregnancy in the United States. Did you know that? I did. My zip code 75220 is one of their zip codes. Wow. Is, and they're I also a part of my that. Racial Equity Now cohort with Dallas TRHT. I'll see them tomorrow. Shout out. I might be there as well. Uh, you Eva said- is also on my steering committee. She's actually kind of my boss. So that's really You're interesting. You're fired. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I'm popping out here. I Damn, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jerry said, next. I right. know. I'm like, shit. Okay. Real talk. Real talk. My bad. Um, so I will give you all more information on that next time because I actually really appreciate the work they're doing. And they gave me hella con to give young people so if you know okay. any young people that need condoms if somebody actually, i use when you, condoms when you go to their open house they have like condom races and stuff it's really cool i love it yeah they're pretty fun they have a website called the <laughs> the pullout game <laughs> the pullout game yeah that was brought to us by the good folks at the estate shout out yeah. um yeah so they did a really good job with that i thought it was hilarious i took my son to the uh condom race and he said oh it's nasty it has <laughs> stuff on it he's so sweet oh my god he's so sweet. Uh, so anyways we will discuss a little more about interrupt uh rafa do you want to announce the next thing we're going to be participating in you all asked yes, for the- it the chin chin gonks chin gonks <laughs> that? that's what i'm wondering jerry what is chin gonks the chingonex festival tell us more so the chingonex festival is going to be happening at um Four Corners Brewing. Yes, it is March 14th, I believe. Yes. It's in celebration of their beer, La Chingona, if I'm not mistaken. So we are... Ve- Ooh, someone's nudes just came up. Just kidding. Some nudes came up. 
Jerry got nervous. What um, <laughs> me? So, um, uh, Chingwon. Hey, you know you've been taking them uh, real uh, self love shots. Real when we talk about give a fuck. Self love shot. That's what we're calling them now. I'm doing it for my birthday. Them. My self love shot. Hey, on, selling my self love shot on OnlyFans. <laughs> right. Get that dough. Get your coins, sis. Um, Get your coins, wow, sis. I'm so sorry. This ad is off the rails. Um, Chungonex Festival hey, is happening. You got happening. that OnlyFans, though? You, go, you, go <laughs> you, know, leave. you know what, Jerry? We're going to talk offline. All right. Gotta... All right. You know people got I that. have been told to get one more than Big I thought I would. Some I... <laughs> we have to delete this episode. It has to go. Um, so Chungonex Festival is happening March 14th, it will be with Salt Cathedral, Girl Ultra, and your local faves, Luna Luna Band, and your favorite podcast in Dallas, even though it wasn't nominated for all the award shows. <laughs> Who didn't nominate you? I know. It's funny. I'm just we being funny. We nominated. We won. We won. I know. I didn't That's even know we were nominated. About. What are you talking about? I don't know. What you... I'm just being silly. You know me. That's do 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 Um... Okay, she got a stunt on a jumbo try. Are y'all okay? I got a stunt on a jumbo try. Making big moves King out here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Keegan. Yeah. Contagion. Let anyway. us know. Contagious. You feel me? Can we work? The Colores Radio will be having Ooh. a live podcast recording at the Badass Music Fest at Four Corners Brewing. I believe it is at 5 p.m., but oh, it starts dope. earlier than that. So if you want to come see a live recording, which you all always ask me for. The last one was dope. We have a good time. We'd love yeah, to it see was you pop, there. It was popping. It was full sold out. Yeah. Eva was nervous because her mama was in the Because she always shows up and I'd be like, uh, fuck, true. fuck, fuck, fuck. She walks in and her mom always walks in when Eva's saying Eva some talking, wild ass shit. Talking, I know she's talking about getting back shots. Yeah. Getting the cheeks beat up. You know what I'm Jerry, saying? I have never said that on this podcast. I heard you. I heard I'm you. A, I'm a virgin. What? Oh, my God. Talking about getting them <laughs> cheeks beat up. I don't know. Talking about giving that condom. I don't ever say that. This Clap. man. Getting them cheeks clapped. I don't even. Oh, man. So clapping. Don't be clapping. This <laughs> I have never said that. This is what Emma said. She get her cheeks beat up. Get them cheeks beat up. I have never up. had my cheeks clapped ever. No. I am a virgin. Show. Let the record show. Let the record show. Wait, what's it going to show? What's it going to show? What is that book Cheeks are unclapped. <laughs> but, they are, but they are beat up. No. Right. <laughs> This is a great career I they have. This is the episode name Cheeks Cheeks no, Unclapped. No, this is not the episode name. Get the cheeks beat up. Cheeks beat up. It's all right. You gotta We're get your cheeks beat up. We're gonna have a sex positivity conversation you know? real soon because. Me? Oh my god. Ooh, I think I got my workout in for today from laughing. Um, that is happening live. <laughs> Oh my God! We will see you there. Buy your tickets. It's supporting North Texas Dream Team and Wings Dallas, so okay. the proceeds go to them. Um, so come support us. We'd love to see you there. We want to show. Shout out my girl Angie. Not to, not to, uh, not to. Um, I don't know where I was going with that, y'all. But we're gonna keep moving. After that, we have two one four Selena. 
Woo, woo. That's happening March 27th, 28th, 29th. One more year, I'm going to miss it. Are you serious? Yeah, man. I'm going to wow. miss it. I'm part of this presidential leadership. Oh, uh, just a little stun on something. Congrats. Flex on You know, I'm trying to, trying to show y'all the way. Y'all oh got to stun. Oh, my God. Um, so I'm going to just cover that briefly because we talk about it enough every time. Send your submissions to DallasForSelina at gmail.com. So what submissions are these? For the art show that we have. <laughs> I'm going to submit something for this you art should. show this year. Please do. We would love to have Afro-Mexicano um, art. We have a handful of curators. One of them is Eva. Get your cheeks clapped out of the game. No, that's what if I? What if I paint? What if I paint something to Selena getting her cheeks clapped? You're going to hell. Actually, Dora's grandma. (laughs) Dora's mom is thick, getting her cheeks clapped by listening to Selena. Jerry, are you okay? (laughs) Uncle Nearest. You know that Uncle Nearest. Y'all all going to hell, all of y'all. I'm the only virgin here. Um, so, to and for Selena, send your art submissions. We'll see you there. The Women of Color Comedy Show, where Maria is going to be a participant. April 15th, tax day. Can, can TRST be a sponsor of that? Absolutely. Right. We will be at Bishop Arts Theater owned okay. by a black woman. Okay. So, we got it all planned out. We're okay. very excited. We hope to have TRST as a sponsor. Like the, uh, yeah, give us a sponsorship or something. Sure. Put our logo on the joint. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. Let's talk offline. Yes, absolutely. And Nepotism. then <laughs> our Gray Space Art Show has been moved to the summertime. It's going to be over love, which is kind of encompassed <clears throat> and was hinted at by Jerry a little bit. So, keep that in mind mind as well those are all our of our upcoming events that was hard to say our black business of the week woo is something i ate today it was super delicious i loved it and then i talked to pat about it and she said she's also tasted it and it was super delicious so i really enjoy going to the farmer's market i feel like Mm -hmm. rafa and i have talked about it um a few times Really? The farmer's market. This place is um, popping on the weekends, but they have an actual physical location now. And now they have a bunch of little stores in there. And I think there's a lot of POC owned businesses in there. Um, But I tried the Caribbean Cabana today. It's my people. Those are my people. (sighs) It's so good. They give you so so much food. food. They love you. The rum punch is bomb. I fed three people off of my plate. Because it was uh, yeah, that much get, fucking food. It's good food. They it was real so good delicious. She kept calling me by my name. It meant so much to me. I think they're from Trinidad. Yes, it's Trinidadian. It is delicious. I believe our friend Bem at the State Fair mentioned that it. they were originally from New York. I don't know their full story. They dope. They dope. Um, I love But it them. is so good. I'm not trying to brag on it, but I am going to brag on it because it's that good. No. And they got this real hot pepper sauce. And they got yes. tamarindo sauce, too. Ooh. That... Yeah. It's hot. How hot? Like, like get your cheeks too. clapped hot. Like how I hot is? I hate this. I hate. <laughs> it ain't. It ain't that hot. I'm not gonna explain this to my okay. mom, okay. my boss. It ain't that hot. All it right, ain't cool. that hot. You right. know, I just had to popping, check because you know it's like a if there's a meter, right? You know, getting them cheeks clapped is at the top. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> I hate this so much. Stop clapping. That's everybody's not <laughs> Look, ma, no hands. Okay. Really um, quick, can I shout someone out for Brown Business? Of we course. We talked about it last time. Yeah. Where I was talking about it with Pat, but literally since Gerardo, oh man, and mm-hmm. Monica put me on, there's a coffee shop over on Tyler Street here in Oak Cliff called Ola Cafe. 
So you could go find their IG at Hola Cafe Dallas. Um, but they're at 416 North Tyler Street, Dallas, Texas. Um, I've been going there literally like almost every day. I know they're tired of me. Young uh, Latinx couple. Uh, they own it. It's a small shop, but they got some really good coffee. They hold it down. Go show them love. Um, and they got some nice pastries too. The- so you got a two for today. <clears throat> We, the Latinx coffee shop and the black owned Caribbean cabana at the farmer's market. So support both of them. They're delicious. The power of your dollar. Go support these people. Go get some yummy food and some yummy coffee with that. What? I just, I, I, not the cheeks clapping. No no, more, please. No, I was, I'm pure. I wasn't going to say that. I just go ahead. The way you were pronouncing coffee. What did I do? No, I thought you were going to go somewhere else. The whole cleat. The cleat. The cleat. The cleat. Oh. She's got wow. my mind in places I sh- they sh- it shouldn't be. You need to go so. to church. Um, I do. Now it is time for Who the <clears throat> Fuck You Got with the Coco. Hurry up, folks. We are running out of time. Go, Pat. Go, Pat. Go, Jerry. Go, Maria. Whoever has something they want to share. Um, quickly, quickly. I just want to shout out XB Valentine. I think that's how they pronounce it. German posted the music video that they recently helped them do called No Drama, and it was really good. But I looked her up because I was like, oh, wow, this video is pretty dope. I like this R&B sound, and now I've been listening to her song Confession a lot. So just want to shout her out. She's from Georgetown. I was like, dang, okay, Georgetown, y'all do, out here doing stuff. I think she's only like 20 years old. And then shout out to Cynthia for introducing me to Daniela. Andrade, who's like a Honduran singer who like got really big on YouTube and her videos are beautiful and talk about immigration and all kinds of stuff. So, yes, just want to shut those two out. Thank you. So, oh, Let's see. Mic. Shout out. Shit. I want to shout out the Imagining Freedom Institute. My partners, uh-huh. Robbie and um, Amber. I love y'all. Y'all, we, we doing dope shit. If you want to learn more about history with a local context and think about the future, just like come hire us. Today. You feel me? Um, I also want to shout out uh, Bell Out Book Club and particularly Pat and Cat, you know, our librarian <laughs> base who've been giving us these black and indigenous authors. Um, Bell Out Book Club is meeting tomorrow. If you want to learn, I know they ain't going to hear Friday. about it, but it's okay. Follow us, Bell Out Book Club at Instagram, Bell Out Book Club on Twitter. Um, we're doing political education. We're reading the 1619 Project right now. Um, it's a free space for you to learn in a community. Um, so Bell Out Book Club. Maria. Um, I just want to thank um, Kevin Parker Sorry. Um, for releasing I can't. their latest album. I can't believe that I'm alive in a time that Tame Impala is alive to make music. So I um, did not handle you. I, I thought just, she was the slow the rush. Joint. No, the slow rush is now streaming on all services. It's also on vinyl at your favorite local record store. And that's who I got. Rafi? I don't have a who you got. Are you okay? I'm sad. Sad boy season. So what is on your sad boy playlist? Are you draking it right now or what? <laughs> You're never that kind of sad. Drake sad? No. Nah. He's usually I other kinds uh, of sad. What kind of sad? Tell what us kind more. Of sad? What kind of sad? I know um, you ain't listening to Silence. I'm not. Um, you don't have to share if you don't want to, though. Whatever you're. You making it sound with. real sad? I was like, not really okay, sad. Okay, no, boy it's season. fine. I'm just Los being... Lobos. I <laughs> pista. <laughs> I cannot. I fuck with some Lobos though. Oh uh, my god. Okay, nah, if you don't got shit, nothing. I'm a rock. The same mine. shit I've been listening to. 
So I have been doing some Jungle Pussy, mm. who we saw a few years back, and she was fantastic, and she's only gotten better. She's a New York rapper. She's super dope, super fun. Um, her latest album was really good. And I've also been listening to Baby Keem more. Um, so, yeah, y'all know I'm always on my fuck bullshit. So <laughs> that's who I have this week. I'm looking forward to watching High Fidelity, um, which I've been told I need to watch. And I was watching Shrill again, but I'm not that into it this season. So we'll see how that goes. That is who we got. Yay. So now we can officially wrap up the show. I hope we're under two hours. I really tried. Thou Pat shook her head no. Damn, Pat, have some hope. That's less than two hours. Why'd you say no? That wraps it up for us here at De Colores Radio. Don't forget to share the podcast and follow us on social media. Subscribe and leave us a darn review. Like go to Apple Podcasts and rate us five stars and write up a review for us. We... We'd love to keep growing, so please share it with everyone you know. Tweet us or just hit us up. We love hearing from you all. We could not go on without your support. Come out to our events. Support our POC businesses. Uplift our guests. Support the Imagining Freedom Institute, Jerry Hawkins, Maria Yolisma, and their work. Tell everyone you love to follow us at The Colores Co. If you enjoy our personal thoughts, you can follow me at Eva Arreguin, Rafa at Exile, Pat at Pat.Arreguin, Jerry at Jerry Leeds. And clap them cheeks. <sighs> that is not his at. Maria is at Maria Yolis, I believe. Jerry Leeds, though. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to war. I cannot stand anybody clap them in cheeks. this room you need to clap no them more. Cheeks. Get a condom from Eva and ah! clap them cheeks. Our theme song is Cumbia Anthem by Aldusti. Our audio editor is Rafael Tamayo. Please visit our website, www.thecolotusradio.com. We promise to keep growing with you all and providing you entertaining content. Very much so. And more importantly, a platform for your voices and work to be lifted. Contact us on social media or email us at thecoloriscollective at gmail.com. Thank you so much again for being with us and join us again next time for The Colores Radio. Thanks for adding clap them cheeks in all caps to the script today, folks. Have a good weekend, y'all. Love you. Bye. Yo. The, the, the Colores Radio. The, the, the Colores Radio.